0: You're listening to another ambitious Entrepreneur Network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client, and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. everyone. It's Anne-Marie Cross again with you today, and we have another exciting guest with another fantastic topic, how to use LinkedIn to build your connections, your leads, and your business. Now, you may not know, but currently there are two new users that join LinkedIn every second, and 300 million people using LinkedIn on a regular basis. My guest today is Wendy McClellan, and she is an entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience. Her first website was chosen by New York Times as one of the the best biz sites on the net. And she's also a past nominee for Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year. And she has spoken to over 10,000 people in live audiences. Now, Wendy is an expert in helping clients build strong relationships using social media in a non-pushy, non-salesy way. And she teaches clients to be authentic and transparent so they can really build a business of integrity. Now, Wendy was able to improve her LinkedIn search results by over 2000% in just five days with the strategy that she now teaches other business owners. Now these strategies have enabled Wendy to build real connections on LinkedIn, which has led to joint ventures, speaking engagement, clients, and so on. And she'll certainly share more in a moment. And these are the things that you can achieve too when you implement the strategies that Wendy teaches. Now on today's show, Wendy's going to share how to get more real connections on LinkedIn, not just these large numbers of followers that you do absolutely nothing with. She's going to share a six-step strategy for reaching out to the right leads so you can create strong contacts and generate leads that turn into business for you as well as how to find joint ventures or even media opportunities, which she has done so well as well in her business and so much more. So welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you so much. (laughs) LinkedIn is one of those tools that we either get or we don't. So I think this is certainly a a topic that many people are going to be listening to with notes, pens poised and, and pads ready to go. So thinking about LinkedIn then, what type of entrepreneurs or business owners should be using LinkedIn, do you think?
1: I think any entrepreneur who is seeking to connect with other entrepreneurs, professionals, Organizations and associations or media should think about using LinkedIn. Mm-hmm very important. Because that's
0: where they are all. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, some businesses would say, well, you know, there's not really much happening on LinkedIn, which you're going to, to certainly um, share differently. And they don't really think there's any benefit. But I know that for you, you spent five days and you had an incredible number of results. And it really shows that businesses that you've just mentioned really need to be on LinkedIn because business network connections, all of that is really happening there, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes I joke and call it the Facebook for grown-ups, because it's it's kind of the place where you you don't post the pictures of the lunch that you had, mm. but you will share about the luncheon that you went to and made some great connections at.
0: Mm. I think it's good to make that difference because so many business owners and even entrepreneurs, solopreneurs that I speak to, and they have kind of dabbled in other social media tools such as you know Facebook you mentioned and Twitter. To them, it's really all very confusing, and and they say I don't get the point of sharing luncheon. Here's a cup of coffee and things like that. Whereas LinkedIn is very, very different. And um, I I think we've just heard a a collective sigh of relief. Oh, okay. So for someone who has not yet tapped into the power of LinkedIn, what would you say are the most important things that they need to do if they're just beginning?
1: If you're just starting out, the number one thing that you want to do is create an amazing profile. And I'll kind of walk you through a few of those steps, but The analogy I like to use is if you wouldn't invite the new neighbors over to your home if you didn't clean it first. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to go making a whole bunch of connections on LinkedIn before we've created a great profile, in essence, our home on LinkedIn. So the first step is to create that great profile.
0: Mm-hmm. And when people are thinking about creating this great profile, what would you say would be maybe one or two things that they should not do and that this could be a common mistake that many people fall into?
1: Okay, two of the
0: biggest mistakes
1: that I see is they'll post a profile picture that doesn't match the business profession that they're trying to present. Mm -hmm. As an example, I had a client who is in a very, very professional, staid, old style business. Mm -hmm. And he posted his profile picture was of him holding a 30 pound salmon that he had caught on vacation. (laughs) And there was just such a disconnect there that I said, you know, this just does not engender any trust in your business capacity. So make sure that your profile picture matches what your business is about. And, And mine is kind of a business casual look so that's what mine is I had it taken outdoors because I love being outdoors so but I, you know professional clothing that kind of thing but no s- suit jacket or anything mm-hmm. so a nice picture be smiling because we know that the profiles with the great photos get a lot more attention than those without mm. then the second thing is that's really important and this is across all social media is when I first work with clients, is before we even talk about social media, I sit with them and sometimes it takes hours, sometimes it may take them a day to come up with a list of keywords and phrases that their ideal clients would use if they were looking for them. Mm. Because every social media platform is a giant search engine. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to... Post what you think people, what you want people to know about you. You want to post what you think they'd be looking for. So Mm -hmm. as an example, for me, mine includes words like social media, speaker, trainer. Author, because I know if someone's on LinkedIn, they're going to look for social media trainer or speaker. So make sure that you put a strong profile title under your name so that when people are searching, you come up and also then weave those keywords and phrases in your summary. Don't write it like a resume, which is the mistake I made for two years, which is why I never got a penny out of business out of it. Mm. But Write a story in the first person, weaving those keywords and phrases into your profile.
0: Yeah, so important. And it's such a great reminder, I think, that you've shared that, not putting our resume up there, because really, by sharing a story, when someone new comes and reads your profile, it really is your introduction. And we know that old saying, first impressions count. Now, if you have not mm-hmm. taken the time to really create a story that connects, that shares more about you, then just not even going to bother reaching out to you is that what you found that people will say to you well i've updated my profile wendy and nothing's happening and then you go to their yeah. their profile and it's kind of like well no wonder Yes? Yeah, mm.
1: exactly. Exactly. And and you don't need to, you know, include every single job you've ever had all the way back to high school, you know, pick out the jobs that are really relevant to what services you're offering today. Mm-hmm. And one other little tip that I use that is very helpful is I actually in my profile is I identify who my ideal clients are. So I have something that says I serve the following and then I have three lists, entrepreneurs, Business associations, and then there's one more. Mm -hmm. So identify who you serve so that when people are looking at your profile, they can go, oh, this is the right fit for me. I'll connect with them. Or, the opposite is also true, which is even better, is if they go and you're not the person that they're looking for, they're not going to waste your time with an email to connect to find out. So they're self-selecting either yes or no, that you're a potential person who can provide services to
0: them. Yeah. So obviously it really is important that we spend time. And if we're not too sure about what to put in and what not to put in, we're going to share, Wendy, your contact details. And I know that you've got a great program and we'll certainly be sharing more about that. Just one thing Mm -hmm. about the image that you are talking about, because it's so important. Some things that I've seen, and this is sometimes people say to me, you know what, we'll just pop our logo up there. What <sighs> do you have to say about that?
1: People want to do business with people, not mm. logos or brands. Mm-hmm. And especially in today's world where we're so interconnected through social media, the first, we know that the first place on your website that people go nine times out of 10 is the the tab that says about me or about us. Yes. They want to know who's on this team, who stands behind this brand and what are they all about? And, and If it's a generic, well, we're a group of people that serve blah, 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 and there's no pictures, there's no name, there's no context, most people leave right away. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely, you have to have that that personal connection. And a logo is just not going to do it as your profile picture.
0: Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, statistics and studies have proven that people are far more likely to connect and to engage when there's an image and someone sees that, Ah, okay, it's a real person and they can get uh-huh. to know and, and trust you more. Fantastic. So when we're thinking then about building a network, I know what, you know, you get see people at a networking event. These are the people who don't really know how to do <laughs> (laughs) networking. And what they're doing is they're shoving their business card into people's hands and they're taking as many business cards as they can. And that's similar on LinkedIn where it's like, I'm going to connect with everybody and that I possibly can. And you say, this is not the right strategy. So how can people start to build a network with the right people so that they don't just have this large number of people who they never really connect with or take the conversation further with?
1: Very good point. Very good question. And you're right. It's absolutely the same kind of thing we see at these networking events. The first thing to do is figure out why are you on LinkedIn in the first place? Mm-hmm. Are you there simply to, let's say you've just written a book and you want to get a lot of media coverage. So your ideal connections would be media. So you wouldn't be reaching out to people that would have no connection to media. One of the things that I do is I get a, I do a lot of joint ventures and many of the connections come from LinkedIn. So when I get a request to connect and, you know, we all get these requests from people all over the world to connect, I ask myself first, are they a potential joint venture partner? Are they a potential client? Are they a potential media opportunity? If I don't say yes to one of those, I don't accept the connection. Mm -hmm. I only want to build strong connections. And it's the same when I'm reaching out to people. I have a very clear strategy of where I'm taking my business and I know the types of people and organizations I want to connect with. So those are the ones that I'm going to research and make an overture to, to do a connection with.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I think what I love about that is that we have limited time. So whilst some people are saying, well, you know, you never know down the track, but keeping it really focused means that not only do you benefit, but the person to whom you're you're connecting with certainly benefits too, because there is possibility that you can both network, connect, share leads, those sorts of things. And it really becomes a a, a win-win. So we mentioned at the beginning of the call that there was a six step strategy for reaching out to the, to the right lead. So I'm assuming having a clear idea on who it is that you want to connect with. Is that what you would call step number one?
1: I would say for me, step number one goes all the way back to creating that really strong profile Okay. because without that you're nothing. Okay. So let's get that picture in place. Let's get your keywords woven into your title and into your summary and then start adding things. Step three would pretty much be adding extras to your profile things okay. like a video and you may say oh i don't want to be on film you know what get over it
0: we all have <laughs> to that. move accept- on get over it yeah,
1: yeah exactly we all You know, I know I look back in pictures and I think, oh, I look so much better five years ago, 10 years ago, but it ain't happening today. (laughs) But I still have great information. Mm. And so I got over the fear of being in front of the camera. And so I do have some video on my LinkedIn profile. And also photos are really good. If you go to an event that is going to give you credibility or what we call social proof, have photos taken with people that are there. And then post them on your profile because people want to know that you are someone that is engaged in your community, engaged in your industry. And by putting up those photos and videos, you're showing that you're an active member of this community. You're someone who's really involved and engaged. Mm. And that's the kind of person that people want to do business with. So that would be step three is add
0: those extras absolutely. And so with the extras, then it really is a matter of sitting down and asking yourself, okay, what is it that I can add that will continue to really showcase and add credibility to what I am saying in my introduction, in the, in the summary and and so on. So then having that strategy as to who is it that I'm looking for, would you say that that is um, step number four?
1: It is. Mm-hmm. And here's a little insider secret that I use I never have put this in writing. I only put it in verbally because I don't want too many people to steal this little secret, but I'm happy <laughs> to share it with your listeners. Oh, thank you. Is what I do is whenever I go to an event where there are high profile people or thought leaders that I want to make an impression on in a, a professional way, is I will connect with them on LinkedIn by sending them an invitation to connect. And one of the things that I talk to people about is never use that template that LinkedIn has that says, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn, Mm. write something specific. And this is where it takes a bit more time, but it is well worth it. So what I'll do is I'll go and say, as an example, I've heard somebody speak at an event. I will say, I was in the, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. I was in the audience at your talk at so-and-so and and I was really impressed when you said this, I totally agree. And I'd love to connect with you. Mm. You can also use that strategy when you hear someone deliver a webinar or Mm. you've read their book and what happens is first of all they're going to see that invitation to connect and when they accept the invitation and 9 times out of 10 they will even if they're a very high profile person if you've done that personalization to the invitation yes then when they've done that I leave them a recommendation and that recommendation is kind of like the second time they're going to see my name in a positive way and it's going to sort of plant that little seed in their head so that down the road I will maybe comment on one of their blog posts on LinkedIn or share an article that they've written so that I'm starting to build that relationship just quietly in the background going along. And it's an opportunity to really make some connections with some thought leaders. And over the past year, I can say it's definitely worked for me. I've gotten to talk to some of the very top people in the world of LinkedIn using that strategy.
0: Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that there are some people and I'd have to say myself included, and it's kind of like like when we go and, and we hear or, or we see these high profile people, it's like, who am I to go up to them and introduce myself? What on earth, you know, could I say that would, yeah, would, would want them to even to connect with me. But what you're saying is you have this strategy and it's a step-by-step and it is really because you're really what you're saying to them is you're validating what, that what they're sharing is, is fantastic. You're benefiting from that. And, of course, you're giving them this great recommendation. And people like to to get feedback like that, don't they? So it's certainly a way that you're going to stand out, yes?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And then sort of the flip side of that is asking others for recommendations. So what I do is I go back through my list of clients and I find the ones on LinkedIn that I'm connected to and I say, you know, I would love to get a recommendation from you on building my profile on LinkedIn. And remember when we worked together, we accomplished A, B, and C. Mm. I'd love it if you could recommend me. And what you're doing by giving them those, those wins that you've had or the achievements that you've had is you're helping them write that recommendation. Because sometimes if you just go to someone and say, hey, write me a recommendation, people's minds draw blank. We're all super busy. So to come up with something out of the blue is hard. But if mm. you give them, these are the things I'd like you to say makes it so much easier and it increases your odds of getting that recommendation
0: from them. Yes.
1: Because those recommendations are really important on that LinkedIn profile
0: too. Yes, absolutely. And so recommendations, is that a separate step to the six-step strategy that uh, we're sharing today?
1: I would say it is. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's one of those things that, again, we're building up the profile as we start to reach out to make connections after we've gotten our recommendations and our video and our photos on our profile.
0: Mm -hmm. And they obviously help, don't they? Because I'm sure this is something that you do, Wendy, when someone asks to connect with you, you look at their profile, you may scroll down, have a look at the additional things. What have they got? Have they added images? Have they added videos? And even look at some of the recommendations. And if people Uh don't really have recommendations or they don't really have, you know, these people that only have like one or two connections and you think hmm this looks like a bit of a spam account yes recommendations are really going to support you in again validating quantifying who it is that you say you are and that may just be something that uh, promotes hey this is a person worthy of uh, being connected to would you say recommendations are something that you certainly look at too
1: Absolutely. Because you're right. There's a lot of scammers out there and there's a lot of people that set up fake profiles just to either scam you out of money or in women's case, get men scamming us quite a bit, trying to make connections Mm. that are not necessarily so healthy. So yeah, having those real recommendations from people that have worked with you, because when a person gives a recommendation, they're putting their name on the line too. It's a big validation. If someone publicly states, yes, I've done business with this person, you know, they're putting their reputation on the line too. So very important.
0: Something that you mentioned, and I think this is so important just to to touch base on is you, you said that you really have a clear idea on who you want to connect with. And I've had a number of colleagues who have said to me, oh, well, I'm not really using social media because I hate being spammed and I hate getting all of these salesy messages. Often I will find, if I think back to the, the time over, you know, the last couple, of months even, when I've connected or said, yes, I'll connect with someone and I have not taken the time to look at their profile, see what they're into – then it pretty much who I connected with, if I had have gone back and had a look at their profile, had a look at the recommendations and who they were and the the number of connections, I would have immediately seen a red flag. So in other words, to people who who think, well, I'm not going to be on LinkedIn because I don't want to get all of these spammy messages. If you'd follow the steps and do what you are saying, Wendy, we're really going to eliminate the possibility of getting spammed or being connected to people who who are fake and who have scam accounts. Have you found that?
1: Absolutely. And once in a while, I'll get a spam message. And again, go look at the profile. Is this person someone I want to connect with? And if I think that's a spammer, you just report them to LinkedIn and LinkedIn will close them down.
0: Yeah. Yeah absolutely. And similarly yeah. for people who are listening, who are on LinkedIn and suddenly realize, hmm, maybe I have been what we would term a, a bit of a spammer and is like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Cause that's yeah. not what LinkedIn is all about. It's about building relationships. And then down the track, once you've built that know, like, and trust, if someone reaches out and says to you, Hey, you know, I think there is opportunities to, to JV or work together. Then of course mm-hmm. it's uh, something to take that conversation further. So when you're mm-hmm. thinking then about the strategy, the six-step strategy, is there anything else that we need to be aware of so that we can continue to reach out to the right leads?
1: Once you've made a list of either the types of people you want to reach out to, or let's say you want to connect with all the human resources managers in a company, Mm -hmm. you can search that way on LinkedIn as well. Or maybe there's one company that you want to reach out to. But once you've got that list and you start to reach out and you've done your personalized invitation to connect, here's what I call the silver bullet. And this is what has generated so much business for me on LinkedIn is I send, once someone accepts my invitation to connect, I don't just leave it there, I send them a personalized thank you. Mm -hmm. And included in that is I go back and look at their profile again, It's basically something that's like, thank you so much for making the connection here on LinkedIn. I really value the people that I'm meeting here. And if there's any way that I can be of assistance to you, let me know. And I'll go back and look at their profile. And let's say they work in a specific industry. I will say something like, I noticed you're focused on one particular industry. Is there a geographic area that you're wanting to find connections in? So they can see, oh, this person's taken the time to go back and look at my profile. They really do want to support me. Mm. And then I will say, I also would like to tell you a little bit about what, how I may be able to help you. And then we, for me, I have a free webinar that I'll do anywhere in the world. And I've done them all, you know, for clients all over the world and business organizations. And I will tell people I'll do it, you know, it's a 30-minute demystifying social media presentation for you. Let me know if this is something you might be interested in. And then I also say I'm very interested in doing joint ventures since we serve the same types of clients. I'd be, uh, love to chat with you about doing a webinar series or a joint article together or a series of blog posts let me know if this interests you. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you how well this works. As I have gotten people that have emailed me back and said, this is the first thank you I've ever gotten. I had one woman email me and say, can I use this as an example in my university level communications class that I teach? And I said, absolutely. And then she also invited me to be on her radio show. And so, this is, I've always taught my kids, do something just a little bit better than everybody else. And you stand out, you become a superstar. Yeah. And this is that one little thing you can do on LinkedIn that very few people do. Yes, And and you will
0: really stand out. I love that. And, and there's a couple of things that I think this is so brilliant of, of putting that thank you together. Firstly, it's gratitude to say, Hey, I mean, if you were speaking with someone face to face, of course you would say thank you and, and, and certainly maintain that conversation and not just suddenly turn your back and go, well, that's great. We've just connected and not say anything. But secondly, I love the way that you're so purposeful in being helpful and extending a couple of ways where there really is a win-win and let's see if there are opportunities. Because I've get connected with someone, and all of a sudden I then get an email to say, "Hey, we can help you boost your, you know, your revenue. Let's talk," kind of thing. And it's like, well, you don't even know me yet, and so uh-huh. the what you have just said takes it just to the to an incredible level where it really is all about connection, supporting, and building a, a real win win environment for all parties involved. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And I can tell people too that this type of networking also translates to the real world. When Mm -hmm. I go and do a networking event... You should see the back. When I collect business cards from people, I don't want one from everybody in the room. I'm very strategic there too. But on the back, I'll make notes and I send a personal thank you for connecting to every single person I meet and shake hands with at an event. And some nights, like one night last week, that was over a hundred people because I was doing a presentation, but I'd sent over a hundred personalized emails. I have already got money in the bank from some of those connections, but I've also connected people to others. I've given them recommendations and leads. Because my connection base is so big and so strong, and I know who's in it now, mm. I'm
0: able to make these connections. And so people appreciate that. Yeah, I think so. And I think when you go from a mindset of connector, sharer, supporter, that uh-huh. is when your network really starts to thrive, doesn't it? And when, I, I love the way that you really, everything that you've said has gone with the principle of give, you know, share, nurture, and it comes back to you, you know, twofold, even quadruple, even to the point where it just continues to come back to you. Would you say that that is true?
1: I would say that is
0: true. And the proof of
1: it is I actually hired an assistant last week because I'm getting so busy. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a good problem to have, isn't it? That you get so busy, Absolutely. you can't handle all of your, your uh, emails. And so as I said at the beginning of the call, these strategies certainly work and, and that certainly is, is proof. So Wendy, how do we find joint venture or media opportunities? I know that so many entrepreneurs and business owners just really want to get out there in a a powerful way. So what's, what's a couple of strategies for them?
1: I would say for joint ventures, first be really clear on who your ideal clients are. And this is something I work really strategically with my clients on. The first day we meet, we don't even talk social media. We really narrow down who is your ideal client. You know, not just gender and geographic location, but what kind of car do they drive? Are there children in daycare? Do they have pets? What kind of food do they eat? Because all of those pieces of the puzzle will allow us to find other businesses that have that same type of ideal client, which means they could be a joint venture partner. Mm -hmm. The second step is what kind of joint ventures do you want to do? For some people, it may be, I just want to do live workshops in my own community. Mm -hmm. For others, it may mean I want to do a whole video series that we can sell online. So be clear on what you want and what you don't want. Some people say, I would never stand up in front of a crowd if I was, you know, paid a million (laughs) dollars. So immediately that's off the table for you. So don't go just saying, I want to do joint ventures. Offer people what you're willing to do. Mm, Yeah. So you're really clear. Yes. And... That will, again, I'm all about systems and I'm about being really clear and strategic so I don't waste my time and I don't waste the time of people I'm trying to connect
0: with. Mm. And that's a really great point there, Wendy, is that if you are finding that the kind of emails and responses and connections and offers for JVs are just not what you want, you need to go back and have a look. Am I being too broad? Am I not being specific enough? And so that specificity is going to help you, but it's also going to help really clarify, okay, what are the types of people that I want to to connect with. So very, very important. All right. So there's so many incredible strategies that uh, you've shared today. One of the things that often I'm asked, and I'm sure you're asked as well, Wendy, is, okay, if I want to get really serious and leverage LinkedIn as a key tool to network, build connections and grow my business, how much time should I be spending each day to really get those great results?
1: I would say in the beginning, because building up your profile is going to take a bit of time. It's not something that you can do in half an hour. I really want people to do it great. Mm. So I would say in the first week or two, look at spending 45 minutes to an hour a day. And I know that sounds like a lot of time. But here's a strategy that I've helped. I found that's really helped me find almost find more time is I set a timer in the morning. I use a number of social media tools, but mostly LinkedIn and Facebook. So I set my timer when I go on Facebook, I get 20 minutes in the morning. And as soon as that timer goes off, I totally shut Facebook down. So I don't see those notifications popping up all day. Yes. And because those are a very big distraction. And I also do the same thing on LinkedIn, but also with my email. When I've checked my email, I have set aside a time for it each morning and then I shut the email down. So I'm not seeing those those connections pop up, those emails pop up all the time. And you'll be surprised at how much more time you will actually have if you're not being distracted all the time Mm. and you, and you set that timer. I read a study that said that if you leave your email open and you're always hearing that little ping that you've got mail, it's like actually smoking a marijuana joint one every hour. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. So, that is one tip that I've been practicing the last few months. And I have people say to me, how do you get so much done? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing is I set a timer for every task. And when I get onto social media, I'm very clear. This is not about fun time and chatting with friends. This is about building my business. And then I get off mm-hmm. and I shut it down. Yeah, and
0: I and think. Then yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. no. I was just going to say, <laughs> and then and then certainly um, would love for you to, to say what you were we we're going to say. Okay. When we get really purposeful and we've got the steps and strategies in place, like we know what kind of joint ventures we're looking for, when we know the type of people that we we want to connect and build in our network, it becomes far more purposeful. And the results that we're getting, it's just so much more than if we just go, well, I'm just going to hang out and do not much at all for 20 minutes and we waste a lot of time. So I think exactly. what you're saying is just so so important. So back to you, you, you were saying so, something before I interrupted. Oh,
1: I was just going to say, and after you've spent those first few weeks of really building your profile, making some connections, then you can cut it back and you could do 30 minutes a day and that would be fine. Mm. And you can break that up. Like you could do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. So what I do is I go on the first place I stop is the home feed. I see what other people in my network have posted. I post something every day, whether it's sharing another person's article, whether it's a link to my blog post, or it's a thought for the day. So that I'm always being shown as having activity and being part of the network. Mm -hmm. And then I will like and share other people's posts because that's a big part of it is supporting others. And then if I've got any connections to make, You know, then I'll do that, and then I shut it down, and then later in the day I'll come back and check in, Mm -hmm. and it's the same on Facebook, exactly the same.
0: Yes, you know, in the last, I would have to say probably about three or four weeks, Wendy. One of the questions that I've asked many of my guests is, you know, what is one thing that you have can see has really helped you grow your business? And I certainly love to ask you that question in a moment. But one of the things that they have said, and this may be the same for you too, networking, building the connections, and and of course they were talking face-to-face, but... LinkedIn is such a great tool to build connection and often with key decision makers unlike you know Facebook yes. and some other um, social media networks where they may not have the key decision makers that they're connecting with so this is really likened to getting out there and and meeting with people and having further conversations and we all know the success from networking comes from what happens after the event so all of the follow-up that you've been talking about today all of that communications the follow-up email, Emails, the thank yous, that is really what happens after the event, what happens after that initial connection. And that is certainly when we do that consistently going to open up so many doors to possibilities, isn't it?
1: It's absolutely true. Absolutely mm. true. And I think it's just a different way of approaching your business. You know, it's looking at it as a serious entity and not just, well, I'll see what happens today. It's every day knowing what your plan is, what your time frames are going to be and being real again, the word strategic for me keeps popping up because I am very strategic about my time now.
0: Yeah, and I think we have to be, don't we? Mm-hmm. Especially when we're building Absolutely. building our network, and then of course we've got clients and and all of that coming through. It's a good yes. problems to have. We need to be far more accountable. So, Wendy, what would be one thing if you look back to when you first started your business to where it is now? Would you do something differently, or would you do something a lot sooner in your business? I think the thing I would do
1: sooner is set up systems. Mm. I have systems for everything. I have a six step system on Facebook that I've just, I guess, crafted and mastered over the last month. And I'm getting and I do no paid ads on Facebook mm-hmm. and I'm getting between 30 and 45 new likes on my business page every week. Wow. Wow. And so I I test things and then I implement the system and I Mm -hmm. tweak the system until it works. And it was the same thing on LinkedIn. I test, I test, I tweak, and then I set it into place. Mm -hmm. And it's the same when I do a networking event, I have a system, I come home and I know exactly what I'm going to do with all those leads. I have templates created and I know it may sound overwhelming to people, but start with one thing. Maybe you do a lot of live networking, go out and when you come, you know, write those emails that you are going to respond to ahead of time and then just copy and paste and personalize them, of course, but create templates. It will save you a lot of time and it will definitely help you grow the business quicker. Mm. So, having systems for things is just that to me, I think is one of the best things I have learned how to do in the past year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it certainly stops you from becoming overwhelmed when things uh-huh. don't, uh, are not systematized and, and organized and you feel like you're on a treadmill, you know, reinventing the wheel all the time. With oh things. Uh-huh.
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. what it also does too. And since I just hired this assistant, I can just hand her the system I can say here, this is step one, two, three, four, five, and she can do it or anyone can do it. So it allows me to go out and do the things that generate more revenue and pay someone else a good wage, but mm-hmm. less than I make mm-hmm. to do the things that I've, you know, that I want to continue to maintain as the foundation
0: of my business. Yeah. Just a quick question on that, Wendy, with your team member, your VA, now that you're mm-hmm. we've got supporting you, would you outsource or get her to do the initial connection or is that something that you still want to, to maintain? I still want of? to do that. Yeah. yeah that's important. really
1: important to mm-hmm. me. And I know that it could be done faster if I had a team member do it, but to me, my business really is about making heart to heart, personal connections with people. And so, no, I, I think that I will always manage my own social media and my own email other than setting appointments. I do have her set up appointments and make phone calls and things for me, but that's after the initial connection for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And the reason I asked that was because I I thought there might be some people thinking, Oh, I'll get my VA to to do all the connections. But it's kind of like, if you go to a networking event or you're doing a, a presentation presentation or you are introducing your business, unless that person is a key member of your business, would you really just hire anybody to to get up there and talk about your business? You would show up yourself because you are Mm -hmm. your business. And I think that that's really important when we look at, okay, it's great to have team, great to have support, but it's very, you need to be very strategic too in what you get them to do. And um, yeah, yeah, very, very important. So Wendy, how can people get in contact with you? And please, share a little bit more information about your great course.
1: Okay, well, I have created a course that is basically a deep dive into LinkedIn. So we've touched on six steps of things that I've worked with clients on. And this goes even deeper and walks you through step by step what you would need to do to create a profile on LinkedIn that's going to get you noticed mm. and then how to find the right connections and make them real, not just a whole bunch of numbers. And then I also talk about the new LinkedIn publisher platform, which for me has, I had, I posted one post on the publisher platform on LinkedIn and it's now up to over 60,000 views. Wow. And that alone has gotten me, it was shared over 3000 times, 150 new connections, tons of business from it. So I give you a whole template of how to write a good, strong profile, but also how to write a strong publisher platform blog article, Mm -hmm. how to leverage the connections that you've already got. You get all my templates that I use. So all my systems that I use, I give you in that as well. Mm -hmm. So trying really to give people everything I did. Like I say, I like to test things and then give it all to people. (laughs) So if they're interested in finding out more, they can just go to bit.ly, Slash team am for team Anne Marie.
0: Okay, so, fantastic. So say that again. Bitly b B-I-T i t dot l yes. y yes
1: forward slash team a.
0: Okay, fabulous. And we'll certainly put a link to that in the show notes. And if you are listening via iTunes, the show notes are at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES137. And I have had a sneak peek at uh, this course and I have to say it is amazing. It really is. I mean, I've, I've been using LinkedIn for, for some time and already when I went through some of the recordings, it was like, ah, oh, yes, absolutely. So uh, I highly recommend. Oh, Look, LinkedIn, really is a fantastic tool. And, you know, what you have been speaking about today, Wendy, about the the leads, about the clients, about joint ventures, being able to get more publicity because you've been invited to podcasts and and, and other kind of webinars and things like that. It really is a tool, I think, or or a platform that if you only have half an hour to spend, if you are a professional, a service-based business owner, it really is the tool that I think you should spend time on because there are people who are doing business there. There are key decision makers there and uh, you really can uh, see an incredible return on investment. Would you say that if someone's only got half an hour to spend a day and they were kind of tossing up which social media platform to use, LinkedIn would be the one that you would say would be one of the ones to, to connect on?
1: I would. If your target market is professionals, other business owners, associations mm. of
0: media, definitely LinkedIn would be my number one choice. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So any last words of advice for for people who are looking to dip their toe into the LinkedIn pool, Wendy? Don't panic over it. Take
1: it slow create your strong profile, figure out exactly who it is you want to connect with and create a plan to do it. And um, it can be very profitable for you.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Look, once again, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've certainly uh, appreciated you sharing your brilliance today.
1: Well, my pleasure, and so nice to chat with another Aussie. I actually was speaking to somebody last week from from Sydney, so oh, very fun to
0: talk to you. Wonderful. So there you go. The six steps to help you, well, build a profile, a really great profile that's going to get noticed, that's going to stand out, and allow you to connect and build. Uh, of people who are like-minded and certainly open up the opportunity for joint ventures, business opportunities. And uh, so certainly recommend that uh, you implement each of those steps. Now, please go and check out Wendy's resource. Again, that link is bit.ly B-I-T L-Y forward slash team, A-M-T-E-A-M-A-M and uh, check out that course. I've been through it and had a look and it's got, uh, the templates there are just priceless. So please go and check that out. Now, if this is the very first time that you are listening to today's show, please subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link is on uh, the show notes where you'll find it ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES137. And while you're there, why not rate the show and leave a comment because that helps us get our information out into the hands of other ambitious entrepreneurs. Bye for now. This is Anne-Marie. <laughs> you've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customised sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details.